We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Don't let impaired driving ruin your holiday. Always have a plan for a sober ride. D.C. police are arresting drunk and drug drivers. Drive sober or get pulled over. Message from the District Department of Transportation and Metropolitan Police Department. Crossing route, Gurley makes the catch 20. First down, he hurdles. Far side of the field, stays on his feet. Inside the 10, Todd Gurley making his case for MVP. He throws back shoulder, Higby reaches out and makes an incredible catch for a first down. Off his back foot, he throws to the end zone. Cooper Cup leaping to make the catch. Out of bounds, he has it for six. He's got a knee-high snap, looking left. Now over the middle, he pump fakes. He rolls to his right with Connor Barwin pursuing. He knocks him down. The ball is thrown up in the air and batted away. Incomplete. The Rams' defense clinches it. Goff will come on the field for victory formation. The Rams sideline across the field from us erupts in celebration. And so the playoffs are coming back to L.A. This January at the Coliseum. We, not me, versus the NFC. And for the first time since 2003, the Rams are NFC West champions. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is managing editor Derek C. Apollo with the man, the myth, the legend, Norm Hightower. We're live tonight, folks. You have... Breaking news, we're going to get right into it, but before we do, well, cannot ask you more than enough times to please head on over to iTunes. Give us that five-star review. We really appreciate your patronage. It'll enter you into a contest to get a $50 gift certificate to NFLShop.com to hopefully buy Ram stuff. You're hopefully, you mean you're buying Ram stuff, right? Also, you subscribe. Subscribe at Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, Android. I miss an iHeartRadio. There we go. And also, you can always listen to us at iebradio.com on Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. or in uh, 10 a.m. on what weekends too, right? Yes, Saturday sir. and Sunday? Yes, That's sir. right. Okay. 
So that's out of the way. The shindig is out. The news. The Rams have traded their first-round pick in this year's draft and a sixth-round pick to the New England Patriots for wide receiver Brandon Cooks and their fourth-round pick. Lots of mixed reviews already on social media about this deal. Norm, you know Brandon Cooks very well. What are your thoughts? Well, I think this is a much better deal than the OBJ talk. Um, <clears throat> Cooks is a speedster. He's, I mean, if you want the field opened up, he's your guy. He's a 4-3 guy. I watched him play all the way through college, followed his career in the NFL. He is a phenomenal player, and honestly, I think he's a better fit than Watkins was and much more affordable than OBJ. So as much as I don't, as much as I've been saying they don't need to do this and they haven't needed to do this, if they're going to go after somebody to bring in in that position, I think this is a much smarter move than going after OBJ. So I guess overall I'm happy with it. And like we talked about with uh, you know before we started the podcast, this is interesting, and they must have some kind of grand design already figured out for linebacker. I mean, they must have already had a plan if they were going to go ahead and plan on trading away this first-round pick to get a wide receiver. So our offense is, I think, now better than it was last year because I think Brandon Cooks is a better receiver than Sammy Watkins overall. Holy moly, that's sacrilege. The Watkins defenders are going to come in and just, you know, whack at you now. That's fine. They can. But I also, I know Brandon Cooks very well. And I know what he's capable of. I know how fast he is. I've watched him play live. And he's much more affordable. And I think overall he's he's going to open the field up even more for us than Sammy did. This guy can actually run routes. This guy will run all the way through his routes. This guy doesn't give up on stuff. He, can, he may not have the hands that Sammy Watkins has, but he has the speed that Sammy Watkins has. And he's a better route runner. And he's much more affordable. So if you take all those things into play... I think this is a better overall deal. Uh, it was a little expensive, you know, first round and a sixth. But if you think about it overall, you know, OBJ was going to command $20 million a year. Cooks is costing us, what, eight, $8.3, $8.4 8.4, yeah. So, you know, and to get OBJ, we probably would have had to give up a first and a second or a first and a third and maybe some players. In this case, we're giving away pick 23 and our sixth-round pick, 176. And getting a fourth-rounder back. And we're getting a fourth-rounder back. So much more affordable. It still gives us some draft options, even though it's not in the first round. So if, they're, if they had to do this, if they felt the need that they needed to go out and get somebody that can open up the field, which you and a lot of other people have been really saying all year, then they did probably the best thing they could do to get a dynamic speedster by getting cooks. Well, a couple things here, because I, I, I'm not sure the Watkins comparison is fair. Watkins is a different receiver. He's a different, he has, he's a little bit of a different skill set than what, you know, than what Brandon Cooks is. He's, you know, they have different, they're different sizes. And also, in fairness to Watkins, I think his top end potential is higher than Cooks. But this is not a potential league, right? This is a, this is a production league. And looking at Brandon Cook's numbers, I can see why you would go with right now he's better because he's been consistent across the board. He played in seven games, sorry, 10 games, started seven games his rookie year, caught 53 passes, 
excuse me, uh, 2015, sorry, 13 games, 84 catches with, you know, over a thousand yards, over a thousand, one hundred yards, nine touchdowns. He caught, uh, 78 passes in 2016 for the Saints, had a long of 98, eight touchdowns. And last year, the Patriots, with a very diverse offense, they spread the ball around a lot in the New England offense, still got 65 catches, over 1,000 yards, 16.6 yards per catch, by the way, and seven touchdowns. That production consistently across the board still does better than what Sammy's done. Absolutely. So, and, and, by, and um, I think... We can't get caught up in potential. I do think that right now in the in their careers, I, I think Brandon Coates is probably close to where as good as he's going to be. He'll get a little bit better in terms of experience, but in terms of athletic athleticism, he's not going to get any better. Um, now, I don't believe that Sammy Watkins has reached his potential yet, not even close. So, but this is a production league, and the Rams got somebody who will produce, and they need somebody who will produce. And they're going to have him for a full offseason program now. I think this works out well. I think, honestly, potential means nothing until it happens. Potential is a hopeful achievement that someone will reach. Sammy hasn't reached that yet. Brandon Cooks has. He's still there. He's already reached his potential. I think he's still got room to grow. I think he'll he'll be even better. I don't think his overall ceiling at this point in his career, could be as high as Sammy Watkins, but Watkins hasn't gotten there yet. So, to me, this is a way overall better deal. And, you know, Watkins is old news, and if you go to OBJ, you could do comparisons all day long, but Cooks, the Rams don't need OBJ, they need somebody that can open up the field, okay? That doesn't necessarily mean they have to get OBJ. Cooks is the perfect guy to open up the field. He's a 4-3-3 guy. He's fast. He's not as tall as you'd like. He's 5'10", but he's, I mean, he's got excellent footwork, excellent route running, good hands, great speed. You know, I think, I mean, honestly, I think this is, if they had to make a move like this, and I never saw this coming. I, I know that they were interested in him last year when he was at the Saints, but I never, or year before last, excuse me, when he was at the Saints. I just never saw this coming, and now that it's happened, I'm like, wow, I really... I'm really okay with this. I am too. I just, I think the Rams are taking a big risk with it. You know, this is one year removed from them, from them trading their second round pick for Sammy Watkins. It becomes a one year rental. They'll get a third rounder back. Maybe we think they will. Now you send your first round pick this year when you have definitive needs. We think they do. We need to look at that too. Definitive needs in the linebacking core. And now you don't pick until the third round. Right now, they got multiple fourth rounders. I can probably make some moves with those fourth rounders if they need to. But I, that's a concern. You just gave up your first round pick. That that's a problem if the Rams don't re-sign him next year, isn't it? If they let him go, it's it's a problem, right? It's so. And I'm not calling you a hypocrite, but you're kind of being hypocritical because when it was OBJ we were talking about, you were okay with giving up this year's first and next year's first. And with, I, that's a good point, but I also feel like OBJ overall has more to offer than than Cooks. Well, I understand, but still the, the same concepts there. You're giving up a first round pick and still in the same position, but you were okay with it. But yet Cooks is sitting there, and we're giving up only one first round pick, and you're getting a real. I mean, he's a top ten, fifteen receiver in the NFL. 
Well, hey, but you're not even letting me finish my thought here, okay? You're, you're right. You're calling me out on that, and I think you're right to a point. But also, the same point for me would have, would have mattered if it was OBJ. You don't make those deals, either if it's for OBJ or for Cooks, if you're not going to re-sign them. Well, I agree with that. And I and he ha- they have to re-sign him. That, that's the only way that this works right. I mean, you can't you can't go off and trade Watkins, trade for Watkins, lose him, then trade for OBJ or for for Cooks, and then let him walk too. Two straight years, you give up high level draft picks for receivers, and they walk. To me, they have to re-sign Cooks. I think Cooks was on McVeigh's radar before Watkins was, but they couldn't work out the deal to get him. And then they went after Watkins. I think Watkins was was McVeigh's second choice. I think he always wanted Cooks in the long run. But I never thought that it would happen this way with the Patriots. And either way, if they were going to go get that number, you know, give that number one up to get a guy, there's still that risk of do they re-sign him or not. But it's going to be much easier to re-sign Brandon Cooks to a long-term deal than it would have been OBJ. OBJ would have commanded a lot more money. Watkins is commanding a lot more money obviously he went to KC and signed a huge contract so I think I think this is a much better deal and and you're to your point yes they have to extend him to make this work if they don't extend him then they're making a huge mistake well another thing too just so folks are aware what um sorry not Watkins Cooks is from the west coast he's from Stockton California He's also sharing the same agent with Jared Goff. These guys know each other as well. So it's looking like this report's coming out. The Rams feel like it's going to be easier to re-sign him. And that's a good thing. I think that, honestly, I think they don't make this move if they don't almost 100% know they'll be able to get him back. Now, some other concerns we saw on social media were how much he'll cost. They think a couple folks here believe that he'll cost as much as well, as Sammy Watkins did. And my counter-argument to that is going to be Brandon Cooks is a niche player. He's not a fit for every team. There's a reason why he's been on three teams already now in his career. If you are a guy who can't miss, you're not going to be on three teams in four years. Well, it'll be five years by the time the season starts. So there's only going to be a set market for him. So I think he, he won't be cheap. But I'm not, I don't think he's going to go out there and ask for $16.5 million next year and get it like Sammy Watkins did. I don't either, unless he comes out and you know puts up fifteen hundred yards and twelve touchdowns, which is possible. I mean, <coughs> excuse me, he's. Uh, I watched Brandon. Co- he played for Oregon State. I'm from Oregon. Uh, Oregon Ducks fan. I actually went to several games in Research Stadium and watched Brandon Cooks play. The guy is incredibly fast. I honestly think that this is a great fit. I think that him and Jared Goff will hit it off, and I don't think he'll command the kind of money that would break us, you know, break the bank on us like an OBJ would. And overall, I I think if they had to, if they had to make a deal to get a receiver to open up the field for us, you know, I've been saying all along I didn't think it was that important. Obviously, Sean McVay does think it's important, so he made the move. And if he's going to make a move like this, I'm much happier with this move than I would have been with the OBJ move. Much. Well, another thing here too, just to think about as well, the the Rams, they really have no holes except for linebackers. And with them right now, maybe we, we read this wrong. You've mentioned a couple times that the Rams 
must feel pretty comfortable with Ebicam and Corey Littleton, or else they would have been more. They would have moved more quickly on, you know, make, taking action here. So I, I tend to think that, you know, maybe just maybe, we need to chill out here. I, I I'm tripping a little bit on my words here, so try to make sure I say it right. But sometimes when you see the Rams make some of the moves they make, especially when it comes down to Lesney being as ballsy as he is, we tend to just kind of react off the cuff a bit and be a little emotional about it. But in reality is we don't know what's going on in the Rams film room. We don't know how they're really evaluating the linebacker, the linebackers they have. It may be just maybe they see things in Corey Littleton and Abicam that we're not fully seeing yet. Well, we've done some interviews with some some former players, and we've got a pretty cool interview coming up that I think everybody's going to love. But we've talked to some some of the former Rams players, older, a lot older players, as well as some of the ones that aren't quite so far out of the mix. And the gist I've gotten so far is that there's a lot of talent in this Rams linebacking core that that, that they seem to think that the, the the linebackers are much more talented than people are giving them credit for. And maybe that's what we're missing. Also, you know, Longacre could be part of the picture. If he can stay healthy, he, he played really well last year. Uh, I think this also opens up the door to bring back Connor Barlin. Uh, it's not exactly our first choice, but yet now we're starting to, you know, salary cap's an issue, not having as many picks is an issue. So bringing Connor Barwin back might be a smart thing to do. I'm I'm kind of tending to lean towards, I mean, we're, we're again, we're going to go back, and I don't want to talk too much about this, but the whole Aaron Donald contract, by bringing in Cooks and that $8 million coming off the cap, that's going to really affect his contract. So something's going to have to happen. Some some one or two or three players are going to get, need to get restructured. You know, something's going to have to change. And, you know, maybe maybe they're thinking about keeping Mark Barron and restructuring him. Or maybe they just outright cut him and get that $9 million back. Are, are they really getting nine? Because everything I've seen says we're only getting five. That's if they cut him before June 1st. Okay. You know, after June 1st, for what I've read, it's nine mil. Okay, so essentially that would cover Brandon Cook's cost. Pretty much. Um, this, but it, it, what now, because it's 8.4, and that was an 8.4 you and I both didn't see coming, now the that Aaron Donald contract that you just were going hardcore on, that's not going to happen now. That There's no money for it. Well, it's not going to happen unless they do something. They're, they're going to have to make some changes. And, I, I mean, I really can't see him not giving him a contract. I, I, I just don't see that as being an option. But uh, I don't know. Okay, can they restructure LaMarcus Joyner? I mean, they franchise tagged him, but can they restructure him? Yeah, but they pretty much franchise him close to his market value. So they're not going to save that much. Right. Well, what I think might happen, I think they might have, now, again, I don't, I have no source on this. It's just me thinking outside the box. I'm wondering if the Rams kind of have this handshake deal with Aaron Donald for next year that's saying, listen, okay, let's wait in your contract and we'll front load that baby max. Because remember, the Rams right now, I think, are scheduled with these moves, they have about $81 million now in salary cap for, 20, uh, for 2019. So 
they can next year, they can afford to really front load him if they want before they go back to really trying to hook up Gurley and Goff. If that's the case, then maybe that's their handshake deal is, listen, we'll, we'll sign you long term. We'll front load that baby hardcore and you'll make that money back. My, my point here is this. My point here is this, is that with Aaron Donald, if they have a handshake deal with him to where the contract is front-loaded, and then with $81 million entering 2019, that's the estimate right now, $81 million, they can front-load his contract heavily and make get him some of that money back he won't get for this year. I, that's where I think maybe the Rams are going with Donald. Because we know they've communicated. They know, we know they have a timeline in place for his extension, which means they they knew the possibility would come up that they would get a receiver and then the money wouldn't be there. So something tells me that there is something in the works. They've got this thing figured out to a degree, and now we're going to have to wait through another season of wondering what the heck the actual solution will be. But something tells me it's going to be a front-loaded contract with lots of guaranteed money for Aaron Donald in his first year of his new of his new contract. Well, and who knows? Maybe they went to him and said, look, we're in a window here where we think we can make the Super Bowl and win it. And uh, in order for us to do that, we can't pay you right now. But we'll pay you. But we just can't pay you right now. So which would you rather? Would you rather have a chance at making the Super Bowl or making it deep in the playoffs? Or would you rather get paid right now? I mean, they could have realistically went to him and said that. <laughs> Who knows? They're, I mean, we're not sitting, we're not a fly on the wall in the Rams front office. So we don't know that. But there's a part of me that thinks maybe they went to him and said, look, we're going to try to win this year and we're going to try to win big. And in order for us to do that, we need you to be patient with us. You're going to get your money. And and that's kind of what you're saying where, you know, maybe we'll front load him or do something like that. And maybe there's something else in the works that we just don't know about. Maybe they're going to restructure somebody or do something different. I, who knows? It's, it's tougher because the restructuring now changes. They've restructured long contracts, and their their options for restructuring are much more limited than they were before. I need to go back and look at their contracts again and look at the numbers. But pretty much everybody they could move around, they have. So now I really want to go back and look again and see, hopefully for our next show, we can, I can have that figured out. We can talk about it. But the last I looked, the options weren't, weren't much left you know, because Robert Quinn was an option. He's gone. That's a great example. Okay, Robert Quinn was an option. Now you can cut – we can cut Mark Barron. And, hmm, what else can you do? You're limited. You're very limited. So I don't know. We need, we need to really figure that, figure that part out. Okay, so let's go ahead and, and talk about our sponsors here. Again, folks, sorry for a little awkward. We're, we're a bit hyped up tonight where we are – it's it's a bit of a strange one. When nobody I, – I didn't see this coming. Norm didn't see this coming. I did not – even remotely think that Cooks was going to be a Ram tonight. We were all waiting for the whole rumors of OBJ to end. You guys saw our last podcast. OBJ's, you know, is he going to be a Ram? He said not. Will it be Gronk? Do we even do we need either? Oh my gosh! And all of a sudden, it's six thirty my time here. I'm getting a phone call from Norm, and Norm's saying we just got Brandon Cooks. And so we're this is one of those podcasts where you're like, well, uh, <laughs> we're we got to wing this one a little bit to hopefully get you guys some information quickly. Okay. Uh, Sal Martin's out there at the Golden Ram Barbershop at 13755 Golden West Street, Westminster, California, 92683. Sal, 
His shop is the place to be for a great haircut, folks. A great barbershop experience. We've been selling that to you for a long time, and we believe it. We've been there. We've gotten our haircuts there. We've had a great time with Sal. It's really weird because, you know, a haircut is not supposed to be entertainment, right? You don't go get a haircut for entertainment value. Well, it actually used to be that way. Historically, a barbershop experience was going in, hanging out with the guys, talking sports, talking politics, and why erratic? Well, by the way, getting your haircut. Well, with Sal Martinez, you get that old school experience. So call him at 714-894-7267. Again, 714-894-7267. His hours of operation are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. And Saturday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. closed on Sundays. Give a call. Use the promo code RAMSTALK. Go into his, his shop. Look at the wonderful museum of amazing brands memorabilia. Everything from jerseys to, to helmets to, well, you name it. He's got it. Look, he's, got, well, he's got some really awesome stuff on his walls, man. I can sit there and just stare at it for hours. And really some great football conversation. It's by appointment only, so make sure you call again. 714-894-7267. And folks, by the way, if you're interested in being a sponsor for us, please help us keep the lights on here, okay? We can really use the opportunity to... <laughs> Rodden our, our audience and so on and so forth. So if you're interested, give us a call. You can use our voicemail. We're at 657-666-5453. You can email us at ramstalk1945 at gmail.com. Okay. So, Norm, we, we've kind of looked this over a little bit. We've addressed some of the concerns with, you know, with Cooks and, and the moves the Rams have made now. Well, looking ahead to the draft, they don't pick to the third round. They have multiple picks below third, fourths. Where what do you do now? Well, I think they're going to move up into the second. I'm going to be bold and say that now because I still didn't think they were going to bring in a wide receiver and make another trade, and here they did it. So I have a feeling they're going to trade up and try to get, you know, obviously a couple linebackers. Wide receiver isn't going to be a need now, so we don't need a pick for that. And, you know, offensive line, I think, that's what they have to concentrate on is linebackers and offensive line. Well, and that's again, I was looking at the, uh, we mentioned this on the show the other night and the offensive line, I, they have very few offensive linemen under contract past this season. I didn't realize that very few. And so there are some serious concerns about keeping this offensive line together and also setting up some succession for the older guys. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the Rams use this draft. I do wonder if maybe they stand pat. I wonder if they only trade up if there's a definitive guy on their board in the second round that that is a, it can't, I can't miss guy that I can get him. Because really, you're going to find lots of guys in the third and fourth rounds who can become starters in this league. Then they've done it in the past. Not always. But we they've done it in the past. We've seen our teams do it in the past. The Patriots do it all the time. And they're the, they're the freaking Patriots. So I don't know they're going to move up. It wouldn't surprise me, but it's got to be a linebacker that I got to think of be a linebacker that is an impact kind of guy, an edge guy that slips down there. Unless they have somebody that they really want to go get in the second round, they'll probably, like you said, stay in Pat. But I would think that with the glaring need that they have and everybody knows it, they're going to have to worry about people moving up in front of them. And that's a concern. Looking at their roster right now, uh, the Rams have uh, Ramick Wilson at linebacker, 
Carlos Thompson, outside linebacker. Garrett Sickles, outside linebacker. Ewan Price, outside linebacker. Uh, Corey Littleton, outside linebacker. Bryce Hager, linebacker. Morgan Fox, defensive end, slash outside linebacker. Samson Ibakam, linebacker. And Connor Barwin, still listed on the roster, is outside linebacker. And Mark Barron is linebacker. If if we could keep all those, you know, if we could keep Barron, keep Connor Barwin, uh, maybe Ramick Wilson's going to play a bigger role than we think. I mean, maybe they, maybe they're comfortable with just bringing in a couple linebackers and and standing pat where they are. You know, according to some of the older players we've talked to, there's a, they're, they believe there's a lot of talent on that linebacking core right now. So I I don't think that I don't think really they're concerned with the line. I would be concerned about edge rushers right now. That's who I'd be more concerned with there. If I'm not so sure about that middle linebacker is concerned, I think really they, I think they like what they have there. Believe it or not, I'm wondering about the edge rushers. I'm wondering where they're going there. And is there going to be somebody available in the third round for them to get? Maybe that's the guy they go up and they go up to the second round to get as an edge rusher. There, that's, there should still be a couple there. Well, and if you think about it too, having having Nadonikam Sue and having Aaron Donald, if he doesn't hold out and we end up doing something. Having those guys on that line, maybe guys, maybe guys like a Connor Barwin and a Samson Ibukam can have really, really good seasons because you know of the double teams that those guys are going to warrant. Maybe that's why they're okay with what they have to a point. So I, I still say they have to go linebacker. You know, whether it's edge rusher or linebacker, probably more edge rusher, like you're saying. I'm glad I didn't buy tickets to the first day of the NFL draft this year. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Norm was real close to making it out there for it, and it didn't work out, and I'm guessing glad he did. This is, uh, it's really weird for us to say, what the heck are we going to do now for the next 20 days? We have about five or six more shows scheduled before the draft, and what the heck are we going to talk about now? I think the Rams are pretty much done. Yeah, I don't think they can afford to do anything else. I mean, well, what are we going to do? Gotta just kind of make up something for our podcast. <laughs> uh, let's see if we can find some interviews. Just so, I, don't, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We always do. Uh, but, <laughs> geez, I mean, the Rams have kind of made this really, really – it's it's great. Well, the flip side, as a football fan, this is great. You see this team is trying to win. For how long now we've been sitting there going – trades, make moves, make the picks, take the risks. Let's get this team finally winning. And now they're finally doing it. But yet, as a as a, a guy now who is analyzing these things, who's working as a journalist and so on and so forth, this podcasting dude who's who spends his time looking at the Rams, and I'm thinking, well, now what? What am I going to do for the next 20 days? I, got, <laughs> I guess I better go learn about third round draft prospects for the Rams to see who might just still be there. We've been doing that anyways. By now I need to focus solely on that because I've got nothing else to do <laughs> but twiddle my thumbs and look at the draft now. Well, I mean, if you think about it, at the end of the season last year, when the season was over, if I'd have looked at you and said the Rams are going to get Aqib Tlaib, Marcus Peters, Donikam Sue, and Brandon Cooks, you'd have looked at me and said, dude, you're out of your mind. <laughs> Well, you all looked at me and said the same thing. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. That's what I'm saying. It's it's crazy, and I love the moves that they've made. I love seeing them be aggressive. I may not agree with you know all their moves, and you know obviously 
according to Facebook and Twitter reactions today, a lot of people don't agree with this Brandon Cooks trade. I want them to relook at it and rethink it for the money and the talent that they're getting and what they had to give up compared to what they would have had to have done for OBJ. But this team has gotten way better this offseason. Right now we have one weakness, well, two technically, and that's outside linebacker and inside linebacker. We're strong. We're really strong everywhere else. And you and we don't even know how much of a weakness it is because we don't really know how the Rams are are evaluating them right now. Right. We don't. And maybe their evaluation, which I'm sure played a role in their free agency plans this year, maybe their evaluation is different than what we see. Maybe. Well, I'm sure you know? I'm sure that Wade Phillips is sitting in the room going, All right, all right, Sean, here here's the deal. If you want to go out and get a receiver, we can do that, but we gotta bring a guy in, you know, that can that can really work on the line for us, like uh Adonik and Sue. You know, you bring in me you know, bring me in another big defensive lineman and uh you know we can we can work this out. Um here's what I need, and I've got my eye on some guys. You know, I mean that's probably the kind of conversation that's going on. Or I or I think Corey Littleton's ready to step up and, and play full time. You know, who who knows what's going on in that room, but I can't imagine that this is all happening on a whim. They they've obviously got a plan. And so far I love what they're doing. It's it's fun to be a fan right now. It's fun to be a journalist and a commentator about it as well. Just to sit here and go, when have the Rams ever made moves like this? And so they have a Pro Bowl team now. Yeah. It's like they put, you know, I, Steve mentioned it. It's like you've got a Madden team. Mm-hmm. Now, they're paying for it with draft picks. And I have no idea how that's going to pan out long term. But... Most of those picks were this year's. That's the that's the big thing for me, and, and that's why the OBJ thing scared me, is because they're only giving up this year's picks. They're not they're not working out giving away next year's picks. So we've still got some some capital going into next season, and so if they're going to try to win it all this year, and they're going to make all the moves to do that, that's fine. Just don't give up our future next year's picks. And so far they haven't done that. So. But who knows? <laughs> In 24 hours, we might be going, well, here we go again. <laughs> uh, except, except the one major thing there, they don't have the salary cap now. They're done. So, they, they, you know, without that salary cap movement there, I don't see what else they can do. Yeah, they're going to have to they're gonna have to finance some salary cap here somewhere. I don't know where they're going to do it, but. No, it wouldn't surprise me to see them now go out there and get maybe like a Derek Johnson, the older linebacker, who they could probably get really cheap to try and get his ring. It wouldn't surprise me to see them do that, to add some help on the line. I mean, add linebacker, sorry. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do something like that. We might see them kind of pick up a couple veterans to fill those gaps, you know, until they can they can draft more. So but that's my line of thought. Well, I, I certainly can't imagine Bryce Hager being our starting middle linebacker. Neither can I. So, uh, you know, in, in Wade we trust, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count on the fact that they've got a, a grand plan here. And so far, every place else, I mean, every place on the team, we, I mean, even our special teams, think about it. We got Johnny Hecker as a punter, who's, in my opinion, the best punter in the league. You got Greg Zerline, who had a heck of a year until he got hurt last year. So we're solid on special teams. 
And our offense, we lost one player and we replaced that player, in, in my opinion, with a player that's just as good, if not in some ways better. I know you'll argue with me on that, but that's okay. And then our defensive backfield's gotten better. Our defensive line's gotten better. So really the only place that's gotten worse is our linebacking core, inside and outside. And if they can make that work, <laughs> we're, we're darn good. Because we're going to find out. All right, folks. I, I think we're about done here. I think we've gone as far as we can go with the news we got. Uh, if you could, again, iTunes, please. We really appreciate the reviews. Again, entering our contest for our gift certificate. If you have any questions for this upcoming, our next podcast, our mailbag, please uh, email us, ramstop1945 at gmail.com. You could also, hey, by the way, again, the voicemail is at 657-666-5453. Remember, you can always find us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Android, oh, and Google Play. Don't forget them. We're on IE Beat Radio Wednesday mornings and on the on the weekends as well. So we're around. You can find us. Also, follow us at Norm Hightower and at DC Apollo on Twitter. Also, follow the sites. Twitter handle as TalkRams, and you can find us on Facebook as well. So... Don't forget to go to our website either at ramstalk.net. Yeah, of course, the web. How can I forget the website? It's where it all began. <laughs> so, yes, check out the website. All right, for Norm Hightower, this is Derek C. Paul. Brandon Cooks is a Ram. We'll talk to you Sunday. Adios. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% .9 of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.